is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're talking about a horrible housing situation today. Oh. And it's got nothing to do with the Australian housing market. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Who knew? Yes, in proof that, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and all the billionaires are listening to me, I was having a gripe, you know, basically about housing affordability and we're never going to be able to, like, afford a house, you know, yeah. in the current market. You know, just that house prices just keep going up, wages keep going down, we're never going to be able to afford anything. So then mysteriously, up on my phone... Yeah. Pops a story about the Hong Kong coffin apartments. <laughs> Which sounds so appealing. Mm, I mean, the Japanese have love hotels. I know. It sounds very, you know, gothic um, and grandier. But yeah. then you actually look at the images and it's people living in coffin. Well, okay, I'm not going to... Rich coffins. So, yeah. you know, bigger coffins. You know, deluxe size coffins. Like a fat Texan. Yeah, fat Texan size coffins. Yeah. Uh, basically, whole families in Hong Kong, like, living and doing everything in this one room. Like, sleeping, cooking, toileting. <laughs> All in like in with your little like camping goods, and I love it. The thing that you were most offended by was a guy was cooking himself a meal and had the toilet seat up. Well, because we have bought black lights, and of course, the first thing you do when you buy a black light is just uh, look all over your house. Yeah, and you, the first you, you shine it on your bed, thinking it's going to be a Salvador Dali uh-huh. crossed over with a like a fucking I don't know, like a just one of those splatter paint dudes from the sixties. No, it's not. Yeah, can I say, uh, well, not mine at, mo- at the moment. Are you kidding? <laughs> I turned the UV light onto my bed and it was just crickets in the background, just like. But yeah, you take that black light into the kitchen and yeah. oh, that's bad. And then I just thought, how bad is the toilet? Mm. We have a pretty clean house. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. It looks like there's been a fucking murder in there. <gasps> we should like put up some UV lights. You know what you should do? If you, and we've talked about this before, we've talked about passive aggressive gift giving. Yeah. So if you know someone and you're kind of like, oh, I've got to give them a present, but you think they're like a bit of a dick, you know, at Christmas, they're always got snidey comments, you know. Yeah, give them a UV light for their present. I got you a Jackson Pollock work work of art. Really? It's in your toilet. (laughs) Go look. (laughs) No, get them to look at their kitchen and make sure everyone in the family is around. Be like, hey, let's look at Auntie Jean's kitchen. Turn off the light. (laughs) It is a bloodbath. It's horrific, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So traumatizing. So, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, no. Like prisons. That's what what upsets me the most about going to prison. The idea of, like, having to, like, live in a room with another person at a shared toilet. Not not that everything's going to be covered in jizz, just that you have to have a shared toilet. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Like you're just sitting there reading a book. Suddenly, you know, Jimmy's like poo wear is in the room. Nobody needs that. Uh, see, I'm surprised by this, given I know exactly how much you love male strippers, <laughs> and the the places in Adelaide here in South Australia <laughs> that have male strippers aren't the fucking cleanest. What? That's completely different, though. It's completely. <laughs> it's voluntary. <different. laughs> exactly. I was drinking shots off his cock like a fucking <laughs> slippery dip. Excuse me. 
Exactly. It's covered in alcohol, so it's sterile. Oh, of course. All right? It's sterile. Although I have, like, got yes, a doctor. throat infection twice from, oh. licking, from licking strippers. <laughs> what? You got throat infections from licking strippers? Twice. What did you tell the doctor? <laughs> I was licking strippers? Well, it's like, no. There's just some things that you and your doctor agree not to discuss. Fair enough. Yes, okay, but you have to be honest with them. <laughs> like, is the, being is, honest with their doctor? Is the what doctor the looking down your throat with like the, the paddle pop stick just going, there's a lot of glitter in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was an explosion at the glitter factory, <laughs> Your Honour. Nobody's honest with your doctor. Come on. I'm reasonably honest. Like, no, no one's, you're not honest with your doctor. You're not honest with the emergency room. You're not honest with the police. <laughs> like, you're not honest with your resume. Who's telling the truth in any of these situations? But if you... Okay, I understand being dishonest with a cop. Mm. And I can understand being dishonest with a priest because mm. those gossipy fucks, mm. you know. But your doctor, mm. you, you know, you've got to tell them what's wrong. No, you don't. Really? What, they no. just got to fucking guess? <laughs> well, no, you tell them that's wrong, but they don't need to know all the details of the scenario that has led up to this <laughs> situation necessarily. So what's the lie you would tell a doctor after mm. getting a sore throat from licking a stripper? You know... Oh, I would just be like, oh, I didn't wear my mask on the bus. Maybe. And so now I've got throat herpes. Yeah. Yeah, that COVID's a wily critter, isn't <laughs> it's it? It's just the way he, somebody... I distinctly heard the woman in front of me coughing several times on From the bus. From her vagina. It was a queef. And I inhaled it. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Is there a band called The Queefs? If not... There yeah, should be. Surely there is. There has to be. If you're in a band called The Queefs, let us know. <laughs> Sounds like a Waifs cover band that I would much prefer. Oh, my God. Their, you know, their, their stage performance, you know, is not so much. But, oh, my God, you should hear them on the flute. <laughs> the trouser trumpet. <laughs> Let's start with that Dandy Warhol song. I don't know that one. Oh. <laughs> This is why we should script things. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this is awkward. So, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I say, um, we in Australia, we get public holidays. Um, so, we, you know, basically you get paid to stay home and get drunk and pass out. Yeah. Um, brilliant things. Anyway, the way that um, the stars have aligned this year, basically, if you took four days holiday yeah. because of the way that they're lining up with our public holidays. So if you take four days of holiday, you actually get 11 days in a row off work. This is some Gilbert and Sullivan paradox shit. What's, what's going on? I know. I know. Like this is like once in, once in a blue moon, this all lines up. So I took like <laughs> the those- prophecy. The prophecy. It has begun. <laughs> I am like, so I am like halfway through my 11 days. I've literally just eaten, slept, eaten and and slept. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like I've been reborn. I have the energy of like an 18 year old. I've got the will to live back. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just so energized and optimistic for the future. I'm just like, this is amazing. (laughs) So you're not following the Australian election campaign? (laughs) Fuck. Uh, no, not even remotely. I just have the will to live again. Aww. And I, I really don't want to go back to work. 
<laughs> is this your way of saying that we're starting a Patreon? <laughs> no, but it works because oh my god, I don't want to let go to the, I don't want to let go of this feeling. We should just per- fuck getting a Patreon. We should just personally go and see Alison Candy Dandy and just ask for two dollars a month each. <laughs> Oh my god, it'll it'll do. Oh my god, I've been sleeping in. I've been staying up to like you know four or five o'clock in the morning, and then just like sleeping until brunch time. And oh my god, it's been beautiful. You're beautiful. a conservative's worst nightmare. I know. Fucking not doing anything. No, I did a load of dishes. A load of dishes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I cleaned out my car. We saw you doing that. Take that, forensics. <laughs> we saw you doing that. I know. That was what, fucking Sunday? I know. It was just this weird burst of energy. I was like, oh my God, I, I don't recognise. What is this? It's like, Thursday. I don't. I, the what? last thing you did was four days ago. <laughs> Woo! Oh my God. Fucking holidays, mate. Wow. Oh my God. And my bin is a chinkin when it goes out. That sounded horribly racist. Oh, from the bottles. Yes. Right. Yes. I haven't haven't recycled my Asian. Jesus. (laughs) What the hell? My bins are chinking. That's the horrible 1930s euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of that. I've I've had a cocktail or two. It's been I'm putting my cabbage slops in the bin for the neighborhood pigs. That bin's a chinking. Well, that fucking woo <sighs> from Deadwood. Oh, racism. Oh, the guy that you'd feed the pigs to. Feed the people no, to the pigs. No, not feed the pigs to. Oh, my God. That's a whole new level. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's a different time. It's a different time. It is a different you time. Know, it's a, different parts of the world may seem like a whole other world. <laughs> Much like the world of our next story. <laughs> Did you like that? I did. Yeah, <laughs> shovel that in. <laughs> Fucking yeah, that was that was a very awkward hard right turn. <laughs> Let's get away from bins of chinkin <laughs> to the one country name that I You're feel. You're the ra- one who made it racist. Oh, right? well, You're the one who. Just- I'm the one who feels racist just saying the name Hong Kong because <laughs> it sounds like a horrible breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Oh, Hong Kong. Well, we've said just you know, give it a little bit of time. You can just call it China, yeah. um, and well, Hong Kong well. won't exist anymore, and then you can feel less racist. Me and my white middle class guilt can go back to <laughs> not having any problems. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, you just need eleven days straight of like paid holiday leave. I do. Oh. I need to earn some money. Well, that's the best thing. Like eleven days, and I'm only like four of it comes out of my like piggy bank. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Seriously, I want to start a revolution. I am, like, table flipping. I reckon this is how the French Revolution started. Just some some poor git was allowed to have a bit of a sleep in and just oh. woke up and was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is <laughs> bullshit. So what if I don't have any pants? Yeah, just started a fucking revolution, man. Woo! That's wow. where I'm at. One good night's sleep and you're beheading fucking royals. Yes. Nice. This is how it starts, man. I like it. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh, my God. <laughs> well, on the other end of the spectrum, we're going to meet a family who really needed some sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to meet the Jamison family. Hang on, aren't we in Hong Kong? No. Oh, okay. Racism again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just presuming. Tiny houses, we must be in Hong Kong. <laughs> Bubba Dale and Sherilyn and their daughter, 
Madison with a Y. Were they all conceived on Jamison or was that their fucking name? <laughs> by name, by nature. Yeah. Oh my God. They were living their lives just like everyone else in Oklahoma. Hey. But their life was not like the lives of everyone else in Oklahoma. Ask their local pastor who Baba Dale visited seeking help for spiritual Christian bullets. What? Spiritual Christian bullets. And they don't have those at Walmart? To help keep the evil forces at bay. Fuck. It didn't work as the family vanished. Okay, right. In this week's episode of The Jamison Family, Blended Irish Whiskaway. <laughs> I like that one. That's terrible. Or Kicking the Jams. Nice, mm. yeah. Look, I'm going to be honest. Things had not been going well for the Jamison family. Okay. They just could never seem to catch a break. In 2003, Baba Dale and Sherilyn were blessed with the birth of their baby daughter, Madison. Aww. But in the same year, Baba Dale was involved in a car accident from which he never fully recovered. Do you think, do you think they named their daughter after their favourite movie, Splash? Why? Because Madison's the name of the mermaid. That really wasn't worth interrupting, was it? No, but thank you. That's all right. <laughs> she had a name? <laughs> I was, oh, okay. Just the mermaid chick. You haven't, Seriously, you haven't watched Splash? No, I've watched Splash. I just can't remember her name. Oh, okay. I remember it was Daryl Hannah with her kit off. And I know that in the new version... Disney's covered up her ass. Yeah. Yeah, it made fucking, her hair longer. Fucking Disney. Fucking bullshit. Robbing the children of their heritage. I know, that's such a great ass. Fucking hell. Yeah, just fucking show that shit off. Absolutely. Fucking hell. It's the only reason anyone's watching that bullshit movie. Although, (gasps) on a side note for Splash, someone has actually put up a theory which will totally change the way that you look at the movie Splash. I'm now regretting bringing this up. Everyone is like, oh, it's this lighthearted, you know, comedy, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, man falls in love with a, you know, a fish woman. Um. Oh my god, this person actually did this whole like thesis on what that movie is, is actually watching Tom Hanks have a complete psychological and mental breakdown. Okay. Um, and now like nothing that's happening is actually happening. It's just all completely him just losing his mind as he slowly descends into madness. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. I ever tell you my theory about Back to the Future being a call to arms for neo-Nazis? <laughs> it's like secret... <laughs> Bit of a stretch. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of Nazi symbolism the whole way through it. In Back to the Future. In Back to the Future, Okay, yeah. t- uh, tell us how. Okay, well, the first of it is, um, you know, basically Von Braun. Mm-hmm. So Doc Brown, he's yeah. descended from German scientists. Okay. Who, so it's Operation Paperclip. It's post-World War Two. Okay. Operation Paperclip's in effect. German scientists are in the community. Mm-hmm. You need to turn back time. Uh-huh. The DeLorean. Uh-huh. How does the DeLorean turn back time? It reaches 88 miles an hour. 88 oh. in the phonetic alphabet, the number alphabet that yeah. prisoners use is HH, Heil Hitler. Lightning being the German form of lightning war, Blitzkrieg. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they, there's, there's, yeah, there's a few little bits and pieces in there. That, uh, 
Is that it? That's not it. Is I, that it? I had, I had electricity. More... Oh my god! This is clearly a, a hail to Hitler. Well, they go back in time. They uh-huh. they rewrite history where white people invent jazz because famously the Nazis tried to true. tried that to get true. rid of the influence of black athletes and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, it's about eugenics because you've got to keep this pure bloodline going. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it. Believe me, I haven't gotten very far in explaining this to too many people because they turn around and think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> but Back to the Future mm-hmm. has some fucking serious neo-Nazi imagery in it. Okay, and um, <laughs> when um, when Disney sends the paperwork for the litigation, <laughs> please make sure you clearly put that that John Brooks name. <laughs> On that, I don't. I don't think it's a call to Nazism at all. Well, even more astonishing, given it was made by a Zemeckis and a Spielberg. So, <laughs> so it just address it specifically to John. Um, I am not at all involved with this situation. John DeLorean, the DeLorean Motor Company, he sought refuge in Colombia, just like the Nazis did. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. Oh my god! Actually, we should do a whole episode one day on. Do you know why all the fucking Nazis fucked off to Argentina? We should. Yeah. I thought it was just because of the tax laws. It's not. No, no, it's because they could hide there. No, it's not. It's not. It's not just because it was a place to hide. It actually, you know, how they were all like fucking. You know, there was so much into all this fucking. You know, culty. Yeah. You know, we are the. You know, the. No, specifically, Argentina had um, a place in their fucking bullshit mythology that involved the Nazis um, and aliens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's way better than my fucking unifying theory of the, the <laughs> back to the, the fucking future. <laughs> back to the future being a call to Nazism. Oh my god! To rewrite American history from the the Nazi ideal using Nazi scientists. This is this is the sound of vaginas slamming shut around the world. <laughs> you know, I have this great thing that I think you should try, John. It's called sleep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think once you try it, it's really just going to like refresh your look. At the world. I'm actually happy that this theory is underprepared rather than really well thought out. <laughs> like all theories like yeah. this. <laughs> like if I had a spreadsheet and like a piece of paper that folded out <laughs> because I couldn't fit it all on one page. Let me demonstrate to you exactly how Back to the Future is a call to Nazi arms. <laughs> oh my God. So are we saying that like Back to the Future is like a red flag? Like if you go to like a young man's apartment and you find a copy of like Back to the Future, you should be like, no. Nah, and nah, storm out. It, it came from a, a show that I was writing about 12 years ago mm. where you could find a conspiracy in anything. Uh-huh. And the, the central conspiracy that I had yes. was that Bindi Irwin was the reborn, stolen, corrupted spirit of John Denver. What? Yeah. You, okay, so... So I was inventing a bunch of conspiracy theories. So you used to drink a lot, right? <laughs> a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Okay, um, okay, maybe we should do an episode on that. We could. Yeah, on your crazy-ass theory. <laughs> but they were meant to be crazy. <laughs> no one came to the show. The people spoke. <laughs> but you know what the best bit is? You will not let it go. No. That you keep bringing it back. You keep dragging that corpse into the courtroom. So those those people that live on that Thai island, I just bring the dead thing out every six months. There it is. Put some, <laughs> put some sunnies on it. There we go. Put it back in the cave. Yeah. Boom. 
Oh, good talk, John. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah, I'm glad I wasted 12 minutes of everyone's <laughs> life on that. Review us on Good Pods, by the way. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alison. Direct your comments directly to <laughs> the John Brooks. At the John. I had to have the John Brooks. I'm not arrogant. There's a country musician who had the name. Oh, well, is there a country singer by the name? Or how was that for a coincidence? <laughs> I'll come up with a conspiracy theory about him too. Oh my god, it's like the worst. This is like the worst Jordan Peele movie ever. <laughs> so where were we? Okay, back in reality, Poppy Dale, <laughs> Bubba Dale was involved in a car accident. Okay, in the same year that his daughter was born, and he never fully recovered from the car accident, suffering chronic back pain ever since the injury. Yep. So we know what that usually means. That means Oxycontin. <laughs> we need like a little keyboard. That means Oxycontin. You're never going to sleep again. You'll suck a dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you know what? It works. It also could be your like theme track for when you enter the apocalypse. <laughs> We've run out of oxycontin. John's gonna suck <laughs> your dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Anything to get you to stop talking about your fucking Nazi conspiracy theories, please. Will someone uh, put a dick in that uh, guy's mouth? <laughs> put, uh. put a cock in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is our next. <laughs> From the makers of basic decency comes put a cock in put it. A cock in it. <laughs> just a lollipop. <laughs> is someone at your dinner party talking about reasons to vote for Trump? Put a <laughs> cock in it. <laughs> someone at your dinner party trying to tell everyone why Back to the Future was actually a call to Nazism. <laughs> put two cocks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback on all of the situations in my life where I really wish I had to put a cock in it. <laughs> Would it be like a pacifier that you just whoop, like goes in a little bit, or is it like a fucking massive like? It's a massive. It goes uh, right the way in there. It's like the that movie uh, Shoot 'Em Up where he kills that guy with the carrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dick comes out the back of your head. Reverse chest burster. Like it is proper like jawbreaker size. Oh, <laughs> uh, lordy lord. <sighs> <sighs> Let's move forward six years, shall we? <laughs> six years later, both Baba Dale and Cheryl Lynn are both on disability pensions, which is their only source of income. Cheryl yep. uh, Lynn suffered from a, a bipolar disorder. She was on prescribed medication, but was not always able to take her medication. Yep. Um, of course, you know, uh, healthcare affordability. Yeah. Um, in the US, sometimes that, I mean, poor people have to make the decision. Do I take medication or do I feed my kids? Yeah. You know? And also it can be very hard to stay on top of your medication as well. Yeah. yeah. So she was not able to stay on her medication. And when she didn't, she would endure severe slumps of depression or would lash out at, lab- at loved ones. <laughs> at Labradors? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, God dog. Very, very specific. <laughs> That's a very specific form of BPD. Oh, my God. <laughs> because, because of my old 
job. Um, yeah. I, I was working with people with assistance dogs. Yeah. And so, you know, in that, you know, it's like any field you're working in, you know, you always hear when something just bizarre happens in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and you would, one of the biggest problems with, uh, assistance animals is basically other people's ignorance yeah you know people that aren't aware you know and everybody just thinks it's you know yellow labradors for people that are visibly blind no it's a million different conditions yeah anyway this woman was on a bus uh this woman actually was vision impaired and she had a you know it was from one of the actual like big known um companies that provides um dogs for the visual impaired this woman got on the bus and was yelling at her to get her bus, her dog off the bus. And yeah. this woman was like, this is my guide dog. Yeah. And this woman just was belligerently yelling at her, no, it's not. Uh, guide dogs are yellow and that dog is black. Oh, wow. And she's just like, oh, fuck me. What is it with these people in buses I know, so and she- black things? Fucking no, back <laughs> of the bus. Yeah, she's just yelling at this, like, very clearly, you know, visually disabled, wow. you know, woman, this yeah. blind woman, just yelling at her because her dog was the wrong colour. Oh, oh, my God, there's a part of me where I really wish, like, the blind woman had been like, what? <laughs> just, is it? <laughs> they told me it was yellow. <laughs> What's yellow? <laughs> <laughs> yes, can you describe yellow to me? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord. But yeah, so back to the Jamisons. Oh my god. Oh, oh god. So yeah, so you know, sometimes she would lash out. It was just, you know, um her bipolar disorder. Every time I hear someone say BPD, I always have this like weird flash to a bad nineteen eighties Def Jam comedy comic. Just like going, You got BPD, that's got you depressed, I've got LAPD. <laughs> Okay. Just Rodney King era stand up. Oh my god! You know what? I get to, was that done by Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> I don't know, but this shit lives rent free in my head. <laughs> oh lord! Well, tragically, three of Sherilyn's cats died in quick su- succession. I hear no tragedy in that. <gasps> don't make me come over there. Nazi. <laughs> they died in quick succession in mysterious circumstances. Sherilyn was convinced that some of her neighbours had poisoned her cats. Yeah, happens. So I'm so already I hate all of her neighbours. Yeah. All of her neighbours are pieces of shit. So she told her neighbours that she was, in fact, a witch. Okay. And would be placing protection. Protective spells around their property. Sherilyn graffitied the outside of a large shipping container, which the Jamisons owned, which sat at the front of their property. Right. Sherilyn wrote, quote, Witches do not like it when their cats were killed. And only God can judge. (laughs) And gossiping is a sin. But she's a witch. I, I mean, I just would have been like, fuck you, bitches. Yeah. That's a big shipping container. It's a big shipping container. Or either that or she's very neat. Well. In her graffiti. She used the right size font. Yeah. yeah font size is very important. <laughs> Angry witch, 18 point. Yeah. Now, not surprisingly, the neighbours avoided the Jamison family from that time. Yeah, as you would. But that suited both Bubba Dale and Sherilyn. And they kept mostly to themselves. They were both very religious and they maintained their interaction outside the family home with their local pastor. But 
This devotion did not stop Sherilyn and one of her friends, Nikki, from regularly conducting seances in the Jamison family home. Although Nikki insists that Sherilyn took the seances a lot more serious than she did. Then the Jamisons claimed that their house was haunted. And an evil presence had invaded the house. Yeah, well, this is a classic case of fuck around and find out, isn't it? Yeah, no, this, this is why, like, to everyone out there, don't fuck with this shit. You ever done a seance? Fuck no. No, I've done magic mushrooms, close enough. <laughs> when, I was, when I was with a kid, like, I was a kid, we were, like, teenagers. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, because they lived on a property just outside of Broken Hill. Yep. And so we all had like a sleepover there for her birthday. Yeah. And so it was this property, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, she pulled out a Ouija board. Oh, and really? everyone was like, oh, we'll have like a seance. And I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and I proper threw a tanty. And I'm like, I am not fucking staying in this house. If you're going to pull that shit, I'm not staying. Like I am leaving. Yeah. And like stormed out of the house like, I got one back to bro. Hell! <laughs> I'm so gonna like die. Anyway, they decided to give in to my demands and not do the seance because don't fuck with that shit. Good rule, yeah. Rules to live by. Yeah, that should be one of the commandments. <laughs> yeah, it's it all seems like oh, funny games, but if you're not prepared for Satan to take a shit on your dining room table, don't fuck with it. And he does not get much fiber. He's like just eating Hitler. Yeah. And Idi Amin. He is full Casper Casper Hauser. (laughs) Back in that bready log on your table. If you're not prepared to deal with that, don't fucking seance. All right? Just, oh, Lord. (laughs) So, yeah. So, they started to feel that an evil presence had invaded the house. But it wasn't just the Jamisons. But some of their friends and family also started to believe that the house was haunted in some way. Slater, some would say that they had experienced odd occurrences inside the Jamison's house, but few would elaborate on these instances. Mm. Best friend Nikki would say, <clears throat> quote, what's an Oklahoma accent? Who's from Oklahoma? <clears throat> um, I don't know. Who to go with? With I feel like I should be singing it like a seven brown seven brothers it's down like a, in Oklahoma. Yeah, it sounds like a Midwest accent, isn't it? Okay, but in all seriousness, <laughs> that house was haunted. I don't want to sound crazy, but whenever I went there, I felt a horrible presence. I would leave feeling so down and depressed. I had a girlfriend who was dating a guy like that. Oh. No, you were just like, he was just a downer. Oh, yeah. Just dull. Um, but anyway, it was around this time that six-year-old Madison started regularly talking to an imaginary friend called Emily. It's not unusual for children to have imaginary friends, but this was something else. At first, Sherilyn believed Emily was the spirit of a small girl who had died in the house many years previously. Mm-hmm. But then over time, Sherilyn started to believe that Emily was more than a harmless child's play and was in fact a malevolent entity preying on the family disguising itself as a small child. 
to be fair, that's kudos to her for not instantly assuming that her kid's got ADHD and needs to be prescribed Ritalin. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, give them credit where it's due. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bobby Dale also began to fear that the family was being plagued by evil spirits in the house. No, that's just republicanism. Both he and Sherilyn claimed to have seen spirits within the house. Bobby Dale reached out to their minister and confessed to the minister that both he and Sherilyn had purchased and read the Satanic Bible, but only... Only because he was looking for a way to exercise the demons. Know your enemy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere in his book, he's going to have his weakness. Yeah. (laughs) In the appendices, maybe. Weaknesses do not say aloud. (laughs) God bless the bibliography. (laughs) Uh, Bubba Dale asked the minister where he could obtain special Christian bullets to shoot... The four to five spirits that were living on his roof. Fuck. Honestly, I fucking love this. <laughs> That's so fucking American. <laughs> he thought he knows you. Like, oh my God, is that the spirit of the devil? Honey, Lord, my hunting rival with our good Christian bullets. <laughs> if you bless these bullets, I can shoot ghosts. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to shoot Satan right in the ass. <laughs> Oh, so good. There's a part of me where I'm like, I feel really bad that we're giving the Catholic Church a like a like money maker. <laughs> Christian just, ammo. Christian ammo. Seriously. Oh my god! If yeah. Trump doesn't start selling Christian yeah, ammo, because you know where that shit's gonna turn up, baby. Oh, In a fucking mosque. Let's not sell Christian ammo. Yeah. Especially Australia's record. We are so sorry, New Zealand. Yeah, seriously. Ugh. Fucking, oh my God. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an idea. If you think that you need Christian bullets, <laughs> please reach out to a licensed therapist because you don't need Christian bullets. You honestly need a hug and someone to talk to. Someone who's sane. Don't reach out to someone who thinks that Back to the Future is a call <laughs> to Nazism. Someone sane. Someone who can help you. I love the idea that, you know, God is all powerful, but just in case. Just in case. Got my 45. And I drew, I, I fucking got out a little file and made a cross in the slug. Oh my God. It's like Jesus is leading like the 12 <laughs> disciples yeah. into like Satan's like lair with the eggs, but they've just realized it's near like the nuclear, yeah. you know, like, oh my God, everybody take down your, you, hand up your weapons. You're just going to have to use thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And then at the last moment, um, Preacher Vasquez <laughs> unloads her secret stash of Christian bullets. Let's pray! <laughs> A reading from the book of Hydroshock. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yes. Yeah, so, he went looking for his Christian bullets. The minister told Babadale that Christian bullets did not exist. Could have got a super soaker and filled it with holy water. That's uh, all I'm saying. Dusseldorm. Yeah. Yeah, Dusseldorm. Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah, no, technically, doesn't he put, doesn't he put an X... On his, uh, doesn't he put the cross on yeah, his bullets? He does, so yeah, yeah. Technically, Christian bullets do exist. There you go. 
So the, so the bullet's got to want to convert. <laughs> the, the bullet has to believe in the blood of Christ. Yeah. I mean, it, it spent its 20s partying and getting its dick sucked and having fun. But then one day it got a pamphlet when it was just at the, r- the right time. Do you started to like, going to Bible class. Do you have to like baptize it? Met a nice virgin bullet and we <laughs> often had tiny little 22 bullets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So in May of 2009, Bubba Dale would file a legal suit against his parents, Bubba Dean <laughs> and Scarlett Jean uh, is Jamison. This, is this just Talladega Nights? I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Bobby Dean had a boy called Bubba Dale. That's amazing. Yeah, and Bobby and Scarlett both, both yeah. Both had Gene was their second yeah. name. Like, I was going to call him Bobby Gene Jr., but I don't like nothing Jr. from Burger King. <laughs> so he's getting a value meal upgrade on his name. Yeah. Supersize that motherfucker's name. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly that's what happened. Oh, my God. So in this lawsuit, okay, yeah. Bubba Dale claimed that his father, Bubba Dean... <laughs> had lured him into working for free at his father's gas station. Lured? Lured. <laughs> With what? On the understanding that his father would give him half of the business. Ah, uh, well, that's, that's family business. Yeah. However. Okay. Baba Dean became sick and sold the business instead. Oh, dear. So Bubba Dale was now suing his father for the amount of ten thousand dollars. That's that's half a business. Well, yeah. Either Bobby Dale doesn't know how much a business is worth, <laughs> or small claims court tops out at ten k. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's Judge Judy? I want to hear argue my case for the television. Oh, so Bubba Dale also filed a protection order against his father to keep Bubba Dean away from the family. Okay. Bubba Dale claimed that his father, Bubba Dean, had threatened to kill him and his family and had even hit Bubba Dale with a car seven months previously. On November the 1st. Wow. Is that the car accident he didn't recover from? No, this was another car accident. Like, he, like, (laughs) just, yeah, Bubba Dale is a car magnet. It's not just tumbleweeds on those Oklahoma roads. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that happened November the 1st, 2008. Bubba Dale claimed that his father, Bubba Dean, was, quote, a very dangerous man who thinks he is above the law. Okay. And that his own father, man who owned the gas station, yeah. that his own father was involved in a wide range of criminal activities. Wow. Including, <clears throat> quote, prostitutes, gangs, and meth. Wow. You know you always try to make the other person sound like a bit of a shit gun. <laughs> this is balls to the wall going for it. Oh, really? What does he do wrong? Oh, 
nothing unless you think that prostitutes, gangs, and meth is bad. Yeah, my 72-year-old white Oklahoman father is a crip. Who owns a $20,000 gas station. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine if you hand over the business and he goes, here you go, son, here's the keys, and it's still got like a fucking hubcap on it. <laughs> there you go. But all I can think is like, unless like you pull up for gas and this like, Big woman with like huge titties and a thong just like comes out to be like, Can I pump your gas? Um, I don't picture that. <laughs> Pumping gas is a euphemism for a hand job. <laughs> Do you want some meth with that? I'd offer to suck your dick, but I ain't got less teeth than a chicken. I think you actually pay extra for that. No. We've been through this. You pay extra for less teeth. I don't think you do. You do. You do. You've caught things from licking a stripper. <laughs> I'm serious. Exactly. If anyone should know, it's me. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a... <laughs> when the apocalypse comes, you're like, who knows about this stuff? You put your hand up. But I'm just saying poor oral hygiene that leads to a complete loss of the dentine... Probably it's not. It's not, you don't want to stick your dick in that. It's not the dental, like you know, hygiene that's causing the teeth to come out. Oh, oh my god! Do you know what I heard? You know how they're saying now that they're like, oh, you know, as as it unfolds, we're we're only going to find out about the long term effects of COVID, you know, as they happen. So now that they, they were like, oh, you know, we think it's actually going to make your brain, you know, shrink um, a little yeah. bit. You're also going to get diabetes. Um, you're also, um, they're worried it looks like one of the long-term effects can be your teeth will start falling out. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, oh, no, I don't have my teeth. But if you're a meth-addicted prostitute, you can raise your prices. So silver <laughs> lining. Silver lining, man. It's, it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> If you're, a, if you're a street sex worker with teeth, yeah, you are you are Shibu Inu. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and probably do have something to do with Elon Musk. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, the case is filed against his father. Then, in the July of 2009, Sherilyn's first husband applied for full custody of their son, Carlton. Carlton? Colton. Oh, God, I thought they were like fans of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something. Ah, No, Colton. Colton. Yeah. At the custody hearing, Colton stated that his mother was, quote, very depressed and, quote, acted strangely. Do you think they called him Colton after cult guns? You know. Why are you even asking? Of course. Okay. Yeah. And he said that he would prefer to live with his dad. And so full custody of Colton was was granted to his father and Colton went to live with his dad. Right. Then the following month in August of 2009, Sherilyn evicted their lodger at gunpoint. Okay. Kenneth Bellows worked as a handyman and was a friend of the family. It was a mutually benefiting arrangement. Kenneth lodged with the family and he had for some time. Yeah. But. So there was Kenneth just sitting around watching Back to the Future. (laughs) And Kenneth discovered that Sherilyn 
was of Native American descent. Uh-huh. She bore the full brunt of his white supremacist rage. An argument ensued and only came to an end when Sherilyn fired her twenty-two caliber pistol at the ground by his feet. Sherilyn then forced the white supremacist out of the house at gunpoint, to which he never returned. Don't have a problem with that. <laughs> In September of 2009, so this is the next month, this is like every month, yeah. what's happening this month? <laughs> In September of 2009, Sherilyn attempted suicide, but oh. failed in her attempt. Well, that's good. The next month, Bobadale and Sherilyn removed their daughter, Madison Stormistar Jameson. What? Madison Stormistar Jameson. Okay. From kindergarten oh, to dear. school her at home. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. Winning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> M is for magic bullets. <laughs> the reason why they did this? Well, they said they were going to sue the Oklahoma School District. Okay. But a reason as to what they would be suing for was never provided. Although, judging with the lawsuit against their father, it probably had something to do with prostitutes, <laughs> gangs, and mess. Having seen some of the post-Trump era school board things that are going on <laughs> over there, I'm like, actually, homeschooling your kids probably isn't that bad anymore. Yeah, seriously. Well, a lot safer, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. School, active shooter drill, let's pretend dad's home. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> With his Christian bullets. Oh. Now, surveillance footage from the Jamison's home security system shows the family on October the 8th, 2009. This is the next month. Bubba Dale and Sherilyn pack their family car. Their behaviour is seen as quite odd. Okay. The couple make around 20 trips back and forth from the house to the car as if in a trance. Okay. They move really slowly and they move in complete silence. Sometimes they are not even carrying anything. On one occasion, they actually walk out to the car, pick something up and then take it back into the house. And then Sherilyn appears, she's changed her clothes. And comes out. On occasion, between walking between the house and the car, they would simply stop walking and stand in the yard and stand and stare off at something for some time. Right. And then just continue. I'm going to Google stuff while you talk. Ah, something in them trees. (laughs) Ain't nothing there, Billy. Look around. Look around. So, Ham, what's what's the date of this? I love that bit. October the 8th, 2009. Okay, let's remember that date. Okay. So they stop, they're staring. The security footage shows Sherilyn carrying out a briefcase, which she puts in the car. Mm -hmm. The couple then place their daughter and the family dog, Macy, into the truck and leave the house. All right. I know that this is going to keep going it's more spooky, uh-huh. but just what you've described to me there uh-huh. is the basic plot points, the scary parts of paranormal activity. 
<laughs> okay. Paranormal Activity came out about one year prior. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so they've just seen it. <laughs> and they're just like, let's do that shit. <laughs> let's freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> so the family drove about 30 miles outside of their hometown of... Okay, how do you say this? This is the weirdest sounding name. Because every whenever I look up like a town in America, it's always like, Big Penis Rock. You know, <laughs> like it's very... <laughs> love land. Um <laughs> Ufala. E-U-F-A-U-L-A. I've I got no idea. Yeah. Ufala. Ufala. Efala. Efala. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they moved out of their hometown. <laughs> to- Let's just say they're from Tulsa. There we go. <laughs> Done. So they drove out of their hometown to Red Oak in the Sandboys mountain range. Where the family talked to a third party repurchasing a parcel of land in the mountains. The couple said that they were planning to live up on the land and live in the shipping container that they would move up onto the parcel of land. So many questions. There's a lot of questions in that. Yeah. Sherilyn's son, Colton, would later say he had seen his mother two weeks before this day and he had never... Never before heard of any plan or even an idea of moving out into the mountains to live in a shipping oh, container. That's what I love about this. She's spontaneous. <laughs> Got a whim. Let's do it. Let's live in a shipping container. I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm sorry. I thought you said let's live in a shipping container. Oh, you did. The daughter's just like, what do you mean we're going to do that? She's like, "What? your name is fucking ho- Heavenly Mountain Dew fucking Rainbow Dick. Of course. Trust me, this is as good as it's getting. <laughs> of course we're going to go live in a shipping container on a mountain, you fuck with. But it's like, it's in Oklahoma. Like, that's going to be freezing. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. And you're just listening to everyone's fart. Like, just in winter, you're locking yourselves in with each other's farts. In a very acoustically poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, and it's a shipping container that's now fucking graffitied. Thanks, Sherilyn. <laughs> oh Lord. So one week later on Saturday, October the seventeenth, two thousand and nine. Yeah. One week since the Jamison family had gone to look at the property in the woods, a local hunter called the police to inform them that there was an abandoned truck by the side of the road. Okay. The police seemed to think that it was stolen or most likely the truck's owners would show up later in the day because the police did not immediately come out to look at the vehicle. Oh, my God. That's the worst that could happen. I love these American police Abandoned truck in the middle of nowhere. Let's just hire locals. Yeah. (laughs) This guy was good at football. Yeah. Let him solve local murders. It was only when the same hunter phoned the police back about the truck later in the day (laughs) and made it clear that he had in fact seen the truck some days previously in the same spot and insisted they come to the car immediately. Yeah. It was at this point that the police decided to come out to look at the truck which was locked. There they found Macy, the family dog, severely malnourished and dehydrated and near death in the back seat of the truck. Oh, man. They think 
she had spent the last week locked alone in the truck. Fuck. It was a miracle Macy was still alive. Poor dog. I I believe that's the reason the hunter was calling them back. I would have just smashed that fucking window in. Yeah. Just be like, I'm saving this dog. Yeah. Uh, So police looked in the truck. They also found Bubba Dale's and Sherilyn's wallets, purses, phones, GPS device, maps, and their jackets. Okay. The briefcase was nowhere to be found. Oh. But they did find $32,000 in cash stuffed under the driver's seat. What the fuck? $32,000 in cash. Okay. They also found an 11-page letter from Sherilyn to Baba Dale. The letter was essentially Sherilyn listing all the things that she disliked about Baba Dale. <laughs> Calling him amongst That's other 11 things. 11 pages. 11 fucking <laughs> If you read that, that's an hour. Most most one hour most one hour shows are eleven pages. I don't have that commitment to a relationship to read a fucking eleven page. Chews with his mouth open, like the next farts. Yeah, breathes. (laughs) You've got to be recycling by the end of it. Inability to locate Christian bullets. Misplaced $32,000. Thinks back to the future is Nazi propaganda. (laughs) Oh, my God. 11 pages. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. So, uh, in the letter, she actually called him, amongst other things, a hermit and a loner. He didn't care about his daughter. What what about a man who lives in a shipping container on a mountain would fucking suggest that? Sherilyn claimed that she hated Bubba Dale and that she wanted a divorce. Okay. Although family members would express that this was not unheard of. And when Sherilyn was off her medication and was lashing out, ah. she had a habit of writing lists. So, this was not the first time this had happened. Little known fact about the Nazis. Oscar Schindler got off his meds, wrote a real fucking long list. Turns out it was actually a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Went off my meds and I wrote this huge list of all the Jews I should save. (laughs) How convenient. Oh, my God. (laughs) This was not that kind of list. (laughs) Oh. Now, the truck itself, it was in good working order. It had plenty of fuel. And good luck at the moment with like like gas prices. Well, that's what the $32,000 was for, to yeah. fill up. Yeah, litre of gas. <laughs> oh, God. And so they had uh, plenty of fuel and there was no sign of an accident. There was no blood, no broken glass and no signs of a struggle. Although they'd had a dog that had been living and shitting in there, you know, for a week. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're like, oh, there was just some trash littered around the vehicle. By that you mean dog feces. Yeah. But, you know. Who goes for a walk in the woods and doesn't take their dog? Anyway. I know. It's just, that's, that's, that's the weirdest thing for me so far. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? What a monster. Can you imagine? 
imagine. It's like driving me to the house of male strippers and then making me sit in the car in the car park. Like, don't. Why don't you lick do that? Don't lick this strange gay man. And you're like, why not? That's a, that's not true. Just that's oh, male strippers are gay. They're not all gay. I wasn't suggesting that. <sighs> Just smirching fine men of least striptease. <laughs> We're not for smirching. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but I'm just saying, like, it's a stereotype. Yeah. yeah. I'm merely suggesting that because they take such good care of themselves and are often very attractive that maybe mm. they might be gay. Mm, mm. Well, see, that's usually, see, that's why you usually find, you know, like a good quality stripper, you know, like, detoles his chest so you don't have to worry about getting... Oh, my God. A throat infection. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just lick one and you're like, oh, you were a dirty one. I know I'm going to regret this tomorrow. God. Have you ever hallucinated after doing that? Yes, I have. (laughs) Enough MDMA coming out of their fucking skin pores. My favourite little fellow. Oh, my God. Seriously, he looks like he's just walked off the set of 300, the film. Oh, really? And he knows it. Yeah. And, oh, my God. God, oh, he's lovely. <laughs> oh, he does his heavy metal routine. He sets his chest on fire. It's my oh, goodness. Rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. Uh, where was I? Yes, County Sheriff Israel Bushab began an immediate search of the area for the missing family. I mean, they could have started a day earlier if he'd got his ass <laughs> off. Yeah. Anyway. They searched miles of surrounding woodlands but turned up no sign of the family. Over 400 volunteers helped law enforcement in the search. People searched on foot, on horseback, in ATVs. They sent out 18 cadaver dogs, a drone. (laughs) There was one dog that would not fucking help. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) It's always one. Oh, my God. A drone, two helicopters... At a plane. Although, due to the thick canopy of the woods, they were not a great help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. If they had had one look at Maisie, those dogs would have been like, fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. I hope they starved. (laughs) But there was absolutely no sign of the family. It's like they had just disappeared. (sighs) Like a ghost. And the case went cold for four years. Okay. One month and one week. Okay. When on November the 6th, 2013, hunters stumbled upon the skeletal remains of two adults and one child. Oh. The bodies were found less than 4.8 kilometres or three miles from their pickup truck. Oh, wow. All three family members were laying face down on the ground, all lined up next to each other, as if they had been executed. Oh, dear. It would take almost nine months for officials to confirm that it was the Jamison family. Due to the advanced decomposition, the authorities were unable to determine the cause of death. Um, in one of the quotes, they asked, how come if they were like 4.8 kilometres from the truck, yeah. how come they weren't found in the search, um, essentially the police were like, oh, because of the weather, they might have had some leaves on them. <laughs> or they just gave up at three miles. <laughs> yeah, like, eh, no one walking this far. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, 
Bobby Bobadale had one small hole in his skull. This aroused suspicion, as it was well known that Sherilyn carried a twenty-two pistol in the family truck, and the gun was not in the truck. Ah. The police examined the hole and ruled it was not from a bullet. But the hunters who found the body disagreed. But there was no gun found at the scene either, and neither Sherilyn or Madison displayed any sign of gunshot injuries. So, couldn't have been that. The county sheriff, Israel Bishamp, stated that, <coughs> quote, a lot of investigators would love to have as many leads as we do. The problem is they point in so many different directions. <laughs> would you like to know some of the theories oh, please. that were presented? They can't be worse than my theory for Back to the Future. Nothing is <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard about trickle-down economics. <laughs> that is the biggest fucking lie that was the, the greatest lie the devil ever told was that the economics would triple down. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Mm. Ah, it's Sherilyn's mother, Connie Cockatan. Oh, my goodness. Claims that the Jamison family was on an Oklahoma cult hit list. Okay, yep. Stating, let's <coughs> quote, that part of Oklahoma is known for that. Cults and stuff like that. <laughs> from what I've been told and from what I've read, I was told that she was on a cult's hit list. I do my own research. Oh, God. I don't vaccinate. <laughs> she didn't say that. I'm just assuming. <laughs> An old car wreck was located near where the family truck was abandoned. It had been used as a shooting target and someone had written satanic messages on the vehicle. However... Someone just wrote, Slayer! (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. However, Sherilyn's mum could provide no links to a cult or even the name of one and the police could find no links to a cult. (laughs) So we're just taking that one out. I don't know. It just kind of feels culty. It feels culty. It's definitely culty. Oh. Police investigated if this was a murder-suicide. Yeah. But they could find no evidence of this. Could it have been Bubba Dale's mysterious, alleged, pimpin' gang meth-dealing dad who was posing as a regular service station operator? Could it have been him? Could have been. The police took a look at Bobby Dean. But Bobby Dean's health had been in a serious decline for some time and spent his time in between hospital and a palliative care home at the time of the family's disappearance and had a solid alibi of medical staff. So he was eliminated as a suspect. Basically, he was an old man. On death doorstep. Yeah, he's the older Mexican dude from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Bubba Dean actually died two months after the family went missing. Okay. Police interviewed the white supremacist that had been lodging with the family. Hey, but you forgot about the freaking Nazi. Yeah. But he too had an alibi at the time of the family's disappearance. Probably more Nazis. (laughs) 
I was at a clan meeting. <laughs> I was at a Back to the Future. <laughs> Classic film showing. One, two, and three films. Did you know that lightning is a metaphor for the very effective form of tank warfare employed by Hitler? <laughs> Did you know I have not had the human comfort of a woman in 19 years? I am very lonely. I have been resorting to making a love doll out of lederhosen and sausages. My penis smells of garlic. <laughs> no, that that's very... You mean sauerkraut? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> uh, I'm so lonely. I've had to fuck a sock full of sauerkraut. <laughs> The lactobacillus in the sauerkraut has given me an infection. I've started making my own kombucha, baby. The infection is very much like licking a stripper. Oh my god, you lick one stripper. <laughs> I fuck one goat. <laughs> oh lord. So, the, the Nazi was ruled out. Okay. But the question always comes back to the $32,000 in cash found in the car. Yeah. These were two people on disability. Where did they get $32,000? Hmm. Now, people suggested that this was proof that the family was involved in meth. <laughs> yep. Because the area was actually well known for being a hotbed for the production and the consumption of methamphetamines. Yeah. The problem was that when the police searched the truck and the house, they found absolutely no paraphernalia that one would expect meth users to have. <laughs> Apart from a dog that looked like a meth user. <laughs> Rarf. will suck your dick. <laughs> Scooby. <laughs> oh my God. Riley found a companion to travel through the wasteland with. <laughs> Scooby dick. Oh, my Lord. Mm. So, yeah, they couldn't mm. find any sort of evidence that they were doing meth in their house or in the truck. And the they never caught the attention of the police. And there was no rumours in them being involved in the buying or selling of meth or any other kind of drug. And that's the thing. Everyone fucking knows. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows. In those small towns, yeah. you know who's doing meth and who's not doing meth. Yeah. No. In the small town I'm from, a guy fortified his front yard. And they're like, I think everyone knows that you're a meth dealer, man. Like, you've literally installed fucking like yeah. iron bars in the portico at the front of your house. <laughs> and you've got a security camera on the front fence. Everyone knows you're a fucking meth dealer. Get your meth here. <laughs> oh, but you've got to advertise. You do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, no one. So, they didn't show up on any of those radars. So, the police thought, well, that seems unlikely. Yeah. You know, we probably would have heard about it. Um. Another disturbing theory is the Sandboys Mountain Range. Again, apparently the secret that everyone knew was that was the area that was a hot spot for hidden meth labs. Ah. People have suggested that the family inadvertently discovered one of these labs and were silenced. But that seems unlucky. Like, if you have... If you're going to kill three people for discovering your hidden meth lab, 
surely the first thing you would do would be, well, they've got to come in here from somewhere, find their truck, and move their truck away from your meth lab so as not to cause suspicion. Surely. You're not, you're not thinking like a mountain meth cook, <laughs> are you? <laughs> the grizzly That's atoms true. of fucking stimulants. <laughs> Okay, yeah, maybe I uh, yeah that I'm not thinking the same, but I'm just saying I would have maybe. I don't know. Have you ever met a meth addict? They're not the most rational people. Wouldn't they at least think? Oh, surely there'll be a truck I can like knock it over and steal their shit. I don't know. I don't buy the meth thing anyway. Yeah. Well, you say that. Oh, really? But police discovered that not long before their disappearance. Bobadale had reported to the police a person for running a meth lab in the local area. Oh. And that person was thus arrested. Really? So people have suggested perhaps this was a very purposeful message to the rest of of the community. Yeah. But then if that is the case, why would you thus bury them with leaves and leave them like not discovered for four years? And again, why not break into the truck and steal all their shit? Oh, you know, maybe you let them away from the truck at gunpoint. You didn't want the dog. So then you made them keep the dog in there. So the dog didn't bark at you and bite you and shit. So you're saying they, sh- they shot the three people, but they didn't shoot the dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I know. Actually, I get that. They're I'm not like, yeah, monsters. I, Come I, on. I was, I'm saying like as if you wouldn't, but I, yeah, I'm the same. I can shoot people. <laughs> not a dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell? Oh, Lord. But, you know, half the message is they disappeared. It's not like the Mexican cartels where you hang a headless corpse off a bridge. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, the other theory. The last theory. Yeah. Does it involve a DeLorean? Others have suggested that the spirits of the house followed that family that day and added three more spirits to the forest. Yeah, it's a shit theory. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the cop who brought that one up? (laughs) No, just hear me out, Chief. They've literally had to work through mums as definitely a cult theory. (laughs) Why the fuck not? Sure, let's just chuck this one on the list. The fucking fucking spirit. Fucking Casper the ghost did it. Why not? (laughs) It's the same one who like went three miles far enough. I'm turning around. <laughs> yeah, ghosts did it. Well, see, the other thing is like to consider is like you know some people are like, oh, maybe they were just idiots. They wandered out into the forest. They got lost. Got um, cold. Just you know, dad. Um, okay, the dad had a chronic back injury. He was not the fuck walking three miles. Yeah, no, without a gun in his back. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh my God, I park close to the door of the supermarket because I don't want to lug my groceries <laughs> that far. I'm not fucking hiking three kilometres with my bad back through the fucking forest. Yeah, true. Like a twat. Yeah. No, I, I like the uh, the disgruntled meth dealer theory. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I think if you just happened upon a bush lab, yeah. you'd be just kind of like, oh, fuck, sorry, guys. We're going this way. And you just like, you just clear it out. Yeah. Look, son, they're making moonshine. Let's <laughs> keep going this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just cover them up and then just get your get your mess the fuck out of there. Yeah. But then, ah, if everybody knows it's there, surely this would have happened to have before because it yeah. seems like there's a lot of hunters in the area. Yeah. Surely you'd just be like, you better shut the fuck up about this. <laughs> yeah. And move along. Yeah. So I don't. It's very weird. Every, no sort of theories explain all of the weird bits. Because yeah. even if it's like, okay, this is they've stumbled across like a random meth lab. Why do they have thirty two thousand dollars in cash in their truck? Yeah. Why did they not take the dog with them? As well. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? None of this makes sense. Why'd you get cash in your truck? And if you have thirty-two thousand dollars, why are you living in a fucking shipping container in the fucking woods? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Why? I don't understand. This is what happens when poverty and ghosts mix. <laughs> Not like rich people ghosts that just make their paintings move and yeah, just oh fucking yeah, oh my god. Can you? Oh my god, you know what it is? Maybe it was the ghosts were just like we're not fucking living in a shipping container. <laughs> this hillbilly haunting ends today. Now <laughs> they were not fucking moving. And like I've seen pictures of like the house they were living in. The house was nice. Like Some I mean, people- it wasn't like fucking Kim Kardashian nice with fucking. And heated jacuzzis. Why can't she get haunted? Apart from by crazy ex boyfriends. Yeah, uh, Yeah. let's not touch that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so like their house was nice. Like I'd live in it. That doesn't say much. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've got $32,000, you can pay your rent. Yes, you can. If you can buy a shipping container, you can pay your rent. They weren't paying school fees now? No, they weren't. <laughs> um, oh, I, we should note um, because I was very worried, and I I literally spent half of like my time researching this to find out what happened to Macy the dog. Yep. Because I was I was very I was very upset. I'm like, oh, it's poor. You do realize a child died. But the important thing is, okay, like, it's nothing I can. She's gone. Okay, she's yeah. gone. There's nothing I can do, and that's very terrible. But the good news is, we've got to find a silver lining. Maisie the dog, okay, yeah. was rushed to the vet, got medical attention, and lived out her life with Sherilyn's crazy ass mother. Ah, yeah. So you know, went went to a family member and lived out. Maisie lived out her life to its yeah, com- you know, natural completion. Yeah. It- so yay! There's some silver lining. Yeah. It wasn't all bad. Innocent child born into crazy poverty and possibly met a very violent end. Ah, the dog lived. Yay! Okay. Oh, God. No. We're I, going to hell. I can't. We're going to hell. Like, like, in movies, that's what really upsets me. Like, I'm just like, oh, the dog better survive. Cat My, better survive. The child didn't. People are shit. Uh, well, didn't, she didn't even have a chance to grow up to be shit. Yeah. She would have. No, oh, she was, yeah, I just uh, bet you she was down the supermarket. Like they do. Fucking hell. Okay, so she was homeschooled in a shipping container in Oklahoma. So we can... She is one of the strippers you would have ended up licking. Let's be (laughs) honest. That was her future. (laughs) Being cleaned like a cat by you. I'm just... just, Yeah, I probably would have been more upset then. (laughs) Oh my God, someone killed the stripper. (gasps) Those animals. (laughs) My human salt lick. (laughs) 
So seriously, it's just animals and strippers. That's all I care about. Oh, yeah. Are the worst kind of humanitarian. <laughs> Why? I think I'm the right kind of humanitarian. Probably. Oh my god! You know what? I can't wait till we start making them big, big dollars, y'all, and I can start like my like rescue home for like old and abused strippers. <laughs> just be like one pole, four of them trying to get to it at any one time. We just have care staff, you know, to help them. You know, just move. You know what? We'll just get the pole. It will just move them around. Aww. They don't actually have to swim. They can just have little. Or they'd be like fucking cats where you buy these huge towers for them and they don't use them. Like fucking strippers. No, they'll naturally gravitate. I've got your four poles. <laughs> oh, so you won't do it till you're wearing clear heels. I'm sorry. They just naturally gravitate to them. Trust me. It's like it's like Field of Dreams, but if you remade that film with strippers, Kevin Costner would just be putting just a like a pole just in the middle of his field, and then just 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 all these like strippers coming through the corn, just like oh, dollar bills, y'all. I've seen that. I went to a party. I did a gig in a town called Broome, which is <laughs> yeah. the fucking remote northwestern Western mm. Australia. Nothing. Have they got women out there yet? Apparently. What? Nothing, there is nothing there. Yeah. And we finished the show and the guy who hired us was this fucking crazy drug-addled DJ. Mm-hmm. And he drove us out into the fucking desert. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the kind of place where Joe Pesci goes missing. You was going to say the type of thing where, like, a family called Sherilyn. Yeah. Anyway, he was a mobile DJ. And okay. he, he opened up his trailer and he started blaring dance music out into the desert mm-hmm. and it summoned them. They all came from the beach and suddenly we're surrounded by German backpackers and all this stuff who all just want to dance and talk to us. It was like four in the fucking morning and they summoned <laughs> backpackers from the swamp. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, there are backpackers. He literally could have just opened up a packet of two-minute noodles. <laughs> they're like, oh. You have sustenance? All these backpackers who like have heard all the stories about Australia. Yeah. And it's like, nah, he's playing music. Yeah. <laughs> he can't Wolf Creek all of us. <laughs> I mean, his rape shed can't be that big. Yeah, he can't hold all of us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Although, can, yeah, anyway. Anyway. <sighs> I shan't say that. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, there's another uh, mystery to put on your uh, mystery plate of what the fuck? On our mystery LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we'll ever know. And oh, see, this would be really good if we could talk to the animals. We could have had a chat to Macy and found out what happened. You really want a doctor do little that shit? Talk to this Oklahoma dog that turns out to be this crazy racist who fucking identified with Timothy McVeigh. They should have fucking blown up that building. Awkward. <laughs> fucking whoa. <laughs> Shut the machine down. Shut the machine down. We've heard things we shouldn't have heard. The dog watched Fox News. Fuck. Oh, I think you're just biased because you're you're like a terrible stepdad to your dog. Like your dog child, yeah, yeah. How so? I'm just saying you framed. There was you framed him. There was I, a shit on the rug, and you framed. I didn't that frame dog. him. You framed him. I, I should have framed that shit. It looked like it came out of a horse. That dog was bending space and time for yeah, that thing to come I, out of I've it. I've seen Jack the dog. He's not big enough to do that shit. It looked like a beer bottle. Hashtag framed. 
All right. Fucking hashtag this week. That's our hashtag. He did it back and to the left. Hashtag framed by John. <laughs> oh, on that note, dear listeners, so sit back, relax, put your legs up, and just remember, real mothmen eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. <laughs> You've got to stop saying that. <laughs>